0: Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting. Dodo Birds, leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You have consent if you haven't yet subscribed to CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Also do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Today we are continuing our summer shoot around series. We've already done the predetermined 20, so now we're turning our attention to the bonus episodes that were one with bids designed to raise money, the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll actually have two bonus episodes, this one today and then another one next week. This one today, it's on Oklahoma. OU went 15-17 and 17 last uh, uh, season, finished 5-13 and 13 in the Big 12, but was still a top 55 team at Kempa. So that not bad. bad. Not bad. You've got them 23rd in your
1: top 25 and one. We'll see what I think about that. (laughs)
0: No, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. All right? Calm down. Still top 55 Kimpon team. Hey, somebody paid for this. Calm down. All right? Calm down. Not bad. Just not very good in a league as tough as the Big 12. Top three scores from that team are gone. So I do not have Oklahoma in the preseason top 25 and one. For what it's worth, though, Mm. the Sooners are (laughs) 68th in the preseason at BartTorvick.com. We'll see what Norlander thinks about that next. But first, a word from our partners.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: All right, deadleg. leg. BartTorvik.com is currently Notable. projecting Oklahoma as the 68th best team in the country or the 13th best team. In the Big 12. In other words, Torbic has OU finishing next to last in the Big 12, ahead of only UCF. That's Central Florida. Dead leg. Is that dead on?
1: Or is that dead wrong? Dead wrong. Got to be, right? Got to be dead wrong. Shouts to Reed, by the way. Reed was the winner. He sent along his <laughs> a genuine surprise, I think, that, that 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 he won this bid. He said Boomer Sooner and shouts to Woodward. Oklahoma Reed, thank you for helping raise money to St. Jude. Uh, We appreciate that and more than willing and happy to talk about your Sooners here. I got some uh, I got a trivia time right off the top before we get to the outlook on on Sooners trivia time. You ready? Yep. How many final fours in Oklahoma men's basketball history? Gary Parish. Lon got one
0: that he did. Billy get one. He did. Kelvin got one. It's Billy
1: Tubbs for the young ones out there. Kelvin did get one.
0: That's three. I'm going to say there's four.
1: There are five. Oklahoma <laughs> was in the first final four ever in 39, took a trip back in 47, then went 88 under Tubbs, 02. Well, 39 and 40. So I didn't know about the 39 and the 47. Someone didn't take the auction episode seriously
0: right now, clearly. Oh, hey. wait till you
1: hear my breakdown of Milos Uzon.
0: Don't tell me I didn't take this seriously. I
1: think it's Suzanne, but so we'll see how we'll see how seriously you took it. True or false. Oklahoma has a winning record against every Big 12 school except Kansas. False. True. The Sooners are above 500 against every other Big 12 university except Kansas, who has like a 100 game lead in the all time series there. Five jerseys in the rafters. Trivia time. What's the name of Oklahoma's home arena? Lloyd Noble. There we go. The great Lloyd Noble. Did not do my research on Lloyd Noble. I presume Paris did. We'll get back to that shortly. The five jerseys in the rafters. Mm-hmm. Mookie Blaylock. Yep. Wayman Tisdale. Yep. Alvin Adams. Oh, yeah. Alvin Adams. Hey, I called him double A. Former Bulls great Stacey King. Yep. And, of course, Blake Griffin. Last one. Oklahoma where's buddy healed he's not there that's ridiculous I agree let's get it done maybe this episode where's Milos Uzon? Uzan I, get it are you done. sure
0: because I looked sure. all these up
1: I I, I, I I just to be sure I, I I thought it was Uzan I checked out some previous play-by-play and I had announcers calling him Uzan so wait till we get it's to Uzan, Uzan if it's Uzan my, my my apologies wait till we get to Otega Oway. Oh, There we go. Yeah, that's coming. You got it. Oklahoma has been all but four seeds in the NCAA tournament since seeding began in 79. They have not been a 16, a 15, a 14. Trivia time. What's the only
0: other seed
1: that Oklahoma has not been in its history in men's basketball?
0: I think they got a one seed with Blake. They have five one seeds in their history. Yeah, they've been doing that. Doing that a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna say Oklahoma has never been a three seed in the NCAA tournament. That's what you're going with. Yep. <laughs> Want to give one more guess? Oozon. One more guess. Six seed. They've never been a six. Double
1: that. T- Oklahoma has never been a twelve seed. Has well, never been a twelve seed. Well,
0: there's always, always next season. You know,
1: Porter Moser. Entering year three, he went 19, and 16, year one, then 15 and 17 last season. Not a hot seat season for Moser, but if Oklahoma doesn't finish above 500 this season, if it's the 13 best team in the Big 12 this season or worse, then he will enter year four on the hot seat. Not a projected tournament team as GP just went over. Um, I'm going to let GP run down the roster. Here are the names to know that are gone. No Grant Sherfield, no Tanner Groves, no Jacob Groves. Jalen Hill. So those are four impact players that combined to average more than 40 points per game. So that is a major reason why that Oklahoma doesn't have a lofty projection heading into this season. Uh, It did load up in the portal. And frankly, in a way, probably that that Mosier, I haven't talked to Porter about this, but I, I would suspect he didn't anticipate that when he took this job, he would need to have this much of a flip. But for some power conference schools, this is just the deal. Like it's not just two or three guys. It's, it's sometimes five or six guys that you're going to in the portal. And so that will be the case with Oklahoma. And we'll see if this team can be like, you know, a couple of teams we get every year, be a high major, mid major. There are teams that are projected to be last second to last third to last in the league standings in October. And then you look up, and you're midway through conference season, and, well, wouldn't you know, they're in the top half of the league. They have,
0: uh, Kansas State last
1: year? I was <laughs> – we are, again, on the same wavelength. This I was about to say, this literally happened a year ago with Kansas State because it had a new coach. You look up, and good gracious Jerome Tang, look what he's done. Porter Moser's not new to the scene, so there's a little bit of a scouting report on him across the league from a coaching perspective. But the roster's all new, and maybe they get an advantage with that. What do people need to know, GP?
0: Well, just on Porter real quick, because he's uh, been there two years. This is year three, zero NCAA tournaments so far. It all depends on how you frame it. If I say this, what do you think? Yeah, Porter's been at Oklahoma two years. They finished uh, seventh and ninth in the Big 12. You go, eh, that's not that's not great. Maybe understandable, but not great. Yeah. yeah. Right? What if I say this? Porter Moser's been at uh, OU two years. Average Kimpom finish, 42. Sounds totally different. You're doing all right. That's not bad. You're treading water. Maybe a little better than that. 19 and 16 in year one, 15 and 17 in year two. So 34, 33 overall through two years, but only 12 and 24 in the big 12. I don't think this is like a, you better do it or else year. Right. But you don't ever want you know, at a school like this, you don't ever and want to be going into not year four. AD either. I don't you, think. You don't want to be bad. going into year four looking for your first year. NCAA tournament appearance coming off a next to last finish in your league. You don't want to go into year four with that. Then you might have some real uh, job pressure. Um, As for the roster, here's the truth. Most of the teams we have talked about over the past seven weeks are teams where they have enough interesting, meaningful pieces coming back where you can sort of talk about them intelligently and say like, all right, you know, when these three guys were on the court together last season, and this is what they did. And there's something to draw from, right? Mm-hmm. The exception to that might be Kentucky. Cause it's like Antonio Reeves and a bunch of new people. Right. So, yeah. but then even with Kentucky, you can still go, but they got Justin Edwards and they got DJ Wagner and it's five star, this and five star that. And it's, uh, it, 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 you, you, you've got things like we know that five star prospects are typically good at that level. I think DJ Wagner is going to be terrific. Justin Edwards might be the number one pick in the draft. There's stuff to pull from, right? Mm-hmm. The one I noticed where there just really isn't anything to pull from because it's so many just pieces from different places and they weren't good last year. Cause it mostly, we're not talking about teams that weren't good last year. There's exactly two teams in this entire thing so far that we have talked about that weren't good last year. St. John's. That's it. Those are the two St. John's and Oklahoma. Yeah. And they're similar in the sense that when you're trying to discuss St. John's right now in August of 2023, I can tell you all the players. I can tell you what they've done at other places. I can't tell you what it's going to look like because we ain't seen it together. I'm not even sure Rick Patino knows exactly what it's going to look like because he's still working through it. We'll, I, I trust it's going to be good because I think they've got talented pieces and one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think it's going to be good. But when I was – Going through the Oklahoma roster, it felt very similar. I like some of these pieces, but they are largely transfer. Oklahoma will largely be relying on transfers who haven't really won anything, and but they're interesting. Now, um, just to run through some names, there is uh, Milos. I'm gonna say Uzan. Okay, six four second year player. You know, seven point six points, three assists, two point seven rebounds in 28 minutes per game last season. He was a top 75 prospect in the class of 2022, and I think is a a legitimate NBA prospect at this point. This is the dude. He this shot 47 percent from the field, above 40 percent from three. 76.5% for the free throw line. His effective field goal percentage is 54.2. So he's a guard with size who can reliably shoot. Can really I pass. won't be surprised if at some point this season he ends up on... He, he, I think he might end up on Montgrass.
1: He's going... I'm telling you, I'm he's going in our top 100 players. I think he's a sleeper pick for all Big 12 first team. He might need to be out of necessity. He's a guy. Now, Oklahoma has not been a relevant program the past couple of years, so again, he's not that well-known, but... I caught him a couple of times last season. I think he's a tremendous player and is going to have a breakout season and everything will, will stem from what he is able to do from a production standpoint. Yeah.
0: Like I won't be surprised if he, if he, if he's a guy, we um, like, I don't know how many podcasts are being done about him right now, but I, I won't be as surprised yeah. if we're, if, if we're NBA pod draft podcast or focus or talking about him in January, February, yeah. keep an eye on him. Um, Otega Owe is another second-year player who was a top 100 prospect in the class of 2022. So I mentioned all the transfers. These are two guys who came to OU out of high school, played last season, played meaningful minutes last season, and they're both back and they're both former top 100 prospects. It's a a pretty good foundation. And then you're filling in the gaps um, largely with transfers. And the one who's most interesting to me is John Hoogley, who's a, Fourth year player, six foot 10 big, um, transfer from Pitt. Now, he only played eight games last season because of injuries, but the year before at Pitt, he averaged 14.8 points, 7.9 yeah. rebounds, and 29.6 minutes per game. That was two seasons ago. So he's been productive at the high major level. And I went and watched a lot of clips of him from two years ago last night. And like he's an aggressive front court player, like work, gets his work done early, establishes position, wants the ball, calls for the ball. He's a good player. I, I think he's going to be good. You know, like he's not Hunter Dickinson transferring to Kansas, but I think he can be a good player based on what I've seen and based on the numbers from two years ago. He looked like a legitimate starter level guy for a good team in a power conference. And I think that's what he can be at Oklahoma. Um, Sam Godwin is a six foot ten fourth year player, you know, just a role player, but he is the second leading returning score on the I team. I uh, could be wrong. I think he might start. No, he might start. Yeah, yeah, yeah he might start. He could start in that front court next to uh, to Hoogley. Like you could play them together. Yeah. And then um, they got a transfer. Um, or um, they they got uh, Jalen Moore from Georgia Tech. Started 15 games for the Yellow Jackets last season. Uh, Rivaldo Soares is a transfer from Oregon, played 28 minutes per game uh, last season. I believe started 33 times. So you've got a and there's a freshman Caden Cooper mm-hmm. who was you know top 70 prospect in the class of 2023. A Javian McCollum um, is a you know a, a transfer from Siena who averaged 15.9 um points 3.9 assists per game um so he's a, a a quality player and a guy who has shot in his career above 37% from 3 so there's a lot of interesting pieces here um this is not a team that would finish next to last in maybe any other league and they might not in this league yeah but that is where they were projected right now at least by one computer and that is largely a testament to the strength of of the Big 12.
3: Selling a little or a lot.
4: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. But if I had to bet,
0: if you just told me, yes or no, OU finishes better than next to last in the Big 12, I would bet yes. I I bet bet they do. I I would take yes. They'll be better than that. They've got
1: one more Latre Dar third from Utah Valley, That's right, 14 yeah. points a game last season. So Oklahoma is interesting in this regard. Um, Uzan, I, I, I think that he is the engine. He makes it go. They have a lot of experience. Now, these guys haven't played together. If it hits, maybe they can find some magic and maybe, hey, maybe they wind up contending for an uncivilly tournament bid. But yeah, this is a, this is a wait and see. And it, I'm sure on some level, uh Mosier, who just lost emmanuel dildy to duke went and took an assistant job clayton custer who played for um porter and then actually was uh, on the support staff at oklahoma before he went back to take a job with Loyola chicago and then dildy left and so an opening happened custer just joined but there's been you know there's been some change on the staff it's probably just been more on him than he wanted heading into year three but that's the breaks and uh and here we have it here um i got the schedule if you're ready gp
0: Bring me that schedule. Bring me that All Oklahoma right. schedule. All
1: right. So, we did, uh, coincidentally enough, our Texas Oklahoma, they're both leaving for the SEC. Obviously, they are longtime rivals. Uh, these are back to back episodes here. And we mentioned on the Texas show that the schedule was a little bit just missing one. We thought, you know, maybe they should just trade off one more game with a legit opponent. For what Oklahoma is, I actually think on balance overall, they've got a tougher schedule than Texas this season. So central Michigan, Mississippi Valley state, Texas state UTRGV to start. Okay. Those are four. You just hope that you don't step on a landmine. You start off four. zero. then they're going to go to the Rady children's invitational, which is a new MTE in San Diego. We talked about this on the USC episode. Um, they will start against Iowa, which is if you start 4-0, you get a game against Iowa on a neutral. If you're Oklahoma and you can win that kind of game, then you start to build some confidence. Then they'll either play Seton Hall or USC, depending on how the bracket breaks there. But there's a chance that Oklahoma could come out of that 6-0, and then they've got, they've got really, you know, they've got a nice start going. They're going to play Pine Bluff. Then they get Providence at home. Big East, Big 12 battle, which is a good break for Oklahoma this season. Providence has a new coach, Kim English. We'll see what they are, but that's a good break for them. They will play Arkansas, but that game will be in Tulsa. So nearby, but a viable team, of course. Then they'll play Green Bay. They get Carolina this year in Charlotte in the Jumpman Invitational, UNC. We think they've got a healthy chance of being a top 20 team. Another good uh, piece of competition for the Sooners. And then they'll wrap up with Central Arkansas and Monmouth before, as always, round robin play. In the toughest conference in the country, so power conference teams are Iowa, one game, then either Seton Hall, USC, that's game two, home against Providence, is game three, Arkansas and Tulsa, is game four, and then Carolina out in Charlotte, which is not technically a road game, but it'll probably feel like one given where that is and what UNC is. So, all that being said, five power conference non cons, not a single non conference true road game. I don't know if I'm being too optimistic or not, but I, I do like Oklahoma's chances to, to bounce back and play a little bit better this season. I'm setting the over-under at 18.5 wins. What's your record for the Sooners in 23-24?
0: What I heard is four non-league losses.
1: Oh, which is a deviation from the norm,
0: of course. I heard four. Okay. When I was listening, yep. I heard four. It called you. I got you. Yes. And then in the league, God, it's a tough league. It is. I know. Like, I think this team's going to be better than it's projected to be. Can you get them to eight? Can you get them to eight wins? Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. Eight and ten in the Big 12. So I got 14 losses before the Big 12 tournament. 31 minus 14 is set. Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: That's where we're at, buddy. Say it aloud. Say it aloud.
0: I mean, Reed paid for this.
1: Uh, He paid for an episode. He didn't pay for PR. Wow
0: he could pay for pr he could you know that probably would have been smarter that's the wrong
1: podcast so.
0: which one would you send him to
1: keep it going 17 and 14 <laughs> from gary parish for the oklahoma sooners <laughs> i got one better than you
0: hmm.
1: i'm going to go i'm going to go 18 18 and 13 i think that i'm going to i'm going to say 18 and 13 and they outperform expectations o- Reed or someone with oklahoma Clip this and save it because you said Torvik's got him at 68. That's what he said. We don't know what Tom Kempom's got him at right now. I will say Oklahoma. Let's uh, let's say at the end of the season, so all all postseason included. I'll say Oklahoma is sitting there at. I'll say, You said it was I think it was 42. You said at can I'll say 41. At Torvik at the end of the season, once the dust has settled, what is your pick for where they wind up in Torvik? you got to have lower than 41 if you have a
0: worse record than me, theoretically. Okay. Let me do Let me do some research here. Let's see where they were last year at the end of the year.
1: Go ahead. Sort that data. Okay.
0: Sort some data real quick. I'm doing this for a solid year now. You're welcome. Come on, Torik. A <laughs> little slow to load sometimes, uh, if you we're know? being
1: honest. You're really uh, peek into the process here? Come on, Torik.
0: Well, come on, Torvik. I mean, a little slow to load sometimes. You need me to load it? Nope. It's here. Okay. okay, let's see where they finished last year. Oklahoma, last year at Torvik, finished 52nd. I think We both got play. them better. They were sub-500 last season. is going to finish 44th.
1: Okay, I got 41. You got 44.
0: I think they will overachieve relative to Torvik's preseason expectations. They will overachieve relative to Torvik's Big 12 preseason expectations, but still will not make the play tournament. But B... Top forty at Ken Palm, which suggests that they're right there. NIT is in the is in the future.
1: That's what we, I think. We both got them there, heading to the NIT. Well, well. I, I hope they get more than that. Okay, I know, but based on the prediction, hey, that's that's a bonus episode right there.
0: That's a bonus
1: episode. Where's my right Oklahoma day? shirt? By the way, last year Bellerman wins it. We're all dressed up
0: here. I, you're wearing a Mets shirt. It's actually is that a New matter? York Giants shirt. Giants? Giants? What are we doing? I just, I don't even know. I think I, I don't even know why I have this. Okay. I, just <laughs> I don't even know if it's mine. I don't even know where they come from. I don't even know if this is mine. I just picked it up this morning. Okay. It was just, it was just in my closet. I just picked it up. I presume if it's in your closet, it's yours. You can't make that assumption. Okay. Not in yeah. your house. Not in my house. No. Anything could be in anybody's closet. Okay. Never know around here, you know? Exactly. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck-Larnell. Thank you guys once again for watching and listening to I Own College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Here's Spotify. More of us than there are of them. That should be reflected in the comments. Rate it. Review it. Leave a comment. Here's the deal. Make it positive. We thank you Hold on hold for on. that. We oh. thank you for being here now.
1: Yes. And Dan and-
0: wants to thank you. Or say something.
1: I'm going to say something real quick, then we're we'll going to
0: say something real quick, then
1: for the boat. So if you listen to shoot around, you knew Oklahoma was coming. But for the next one, I think on my uh, on my pre-tape, I might have said we we're going to you were going to find out, but you're not going to find out. You're not going to know. Here's it's going to be a uh, unwrap the gift. You will not. It will not be in the title. It will not be in the description. You will find. And guess what? As we record this episode, we may well damn well not know what it is right now. So you will not know what team won the 22nd episode? Until you download the show, bring it up on YouTube. Maybe we even maybe maybe GP does the tease before the break, and you don't even find out till after the after the break on the 22nd episode. And that's going to be coming
0: at some point next week. Till then, you get real wild. You know what okay. we could do? <laughs> Not even find out you and I until we do it. Like it starts. I'm like, hey everybody. Uh, okay. Hey. Okay. Hey, we can do that. I I didn't and then, think and there then was I go, any chance in time. And hell then I go, Nada, who are we talking about? And he says, Today we're doing an episode on Oregon State. And I go, all right, dead leg, tell us what we need to know. I I didn't then we think just there was say any beaver fever be. for like 20 minutes and wrap it up. No, but okay,
1: how you how are you responding if the answer is <laughs> Northern Colorado? You're scrambling. That's the problem. Are you good with it? I'll do no, it. We, I will do
0: it in real time. No, we just make up stuff. Okay. We just start saying stuff. Like like we'll act like John Hoogley plays for Northern Colorado. Like who I,
1: Well, I would like to at least deliver some some verified content. Yeah, well then I'm
0: gonna need prep time. Yeah, I do
1: like the idea. Rostin could probably pull that off. I like the idea of no prep. I don't think we could. How about how about you prep? I don't. How about, you know, but I don't. This is what we do with our second child. My wife knew (laughs) the gender. I didn't want to know, but she refused to not know, which is, of course, her right. So she did not tell me. And then, you know, the moment came and uh, lo and behold, we had had a second beautiful young boy there. But she
0: knew I did not want to do that. You know, I don't. I go in. I don't know. I would not want to not know because you come off sounding like a dumb dumb, but whatever no, you're but comfortable you'll with have is all the prep. Like you'll know the oh yeah, you no, know,
1: I yeah. I'll gonna, do the I'll... schedule, I'll do the over under in real time. Let's do that. You will know. Okay. I will not know. And what we'll do is I'm gonna try let's see if I can get it on the next episode. I'll try and get it in six guesses. So what I'll do is I'll say, is it a power conference team? Yes or no? If it is, then we can narrow it down. If it's not, we can narrow it down. Have a lot oh, of fun. Should, with- you
0: know what we should do? We should make a grid out of it. We
1: should have should we make a grid out of it? Someone clearly <laughs> has not let that go we should not make a grit out of it
0: maybe let it maybe make a grit out of it all right i like this idea though
1: you will know i will not i will try and guess it through a series of questions and then we'll be off and running and as you give the rundown i'll do my my research on the fly if it's a power conference team i'm gonna be in luck but if it's some team in the sun belt or the you name it the big south the america east well
0: it'll be a journey i like that we actually have this out on the podcast as opposed to doing it over. My, my my last baby was the exact opposite of yours in the sense that i wanted to know and my wife kept it from me <laughs> she kept it from me i overheard she held it thing. hostage she held it hostage because You're i wanted to a explore. daughter i wanted a daughter yeah and she knew that i wanted a daughter and so I kept asking her, like, when are we going to find out what if it's a boy or a girl? And she was like, oh, I think that's next week. And, you know, with me, you could just keep saying I think it's next week yeah. for, like, 20 weeks. And I'd just be like, okay, because I don't really, you know, once I I just get – I start doing other things. And so yeah. if I, if I, she just keeps putting it off. I'm like, I think that's in three weeks. I said, all right, well, I can't wait, you know. and But she already knew for, like, two months that it was a boy. And she didn't want to tell me because she didn't want me to be disappointed. But then I heard her on the phone. She's like, yeah, you know, it'll be nice. We'll have three boys. And I'm like, what? That's how you found out? That's how I found out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I love my boys. But I did want a daughter.
1: My wife was good. She uh, she did not tell me. I, she inadvertently maybe tipped the hand once. But she's so tricky sometimes. I was like, "Did she do? is she playing this right now? Because she knows what she just said and is trying to mess me up. But nevertheless... Yeah, no.
0: There we go. You'll know I won't. Last episode you're on episode. Deadleg won't. And you and him, you can all find out in real time. Alright. Oh, it's gonna be great. Can't wait. Till then, take
5: care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or